Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, the voice in the face of the Philadelphia Phillies is no better time to, to have on Nick Punto than this. Really. I mean, you're, you're past, last time we talked to you, you were wrestling with your friendship with Skip Schumacher. And and now you're all in on the Philadelphia I'm, Phillies, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was tough to, you know, the Phillies versus the Marlins and, and you know, in, in our last one, like you said, I'm, I'm pulling for Skip Schumacher, but then I also have the blood ties with the Philadelphia Phillies who gave me my first shot, so now I get to be full speed ahead and uh, just enjoying the show, man. They are so fun to watch. They are good. They are good. And and I'm glad you're on because you know what it's like to march through the postseason. Um, when you watch them, because, Nick, I said this, I think, to you before. When I was around them, it was like, okay, you know, I got the vibes. I got the 30-somethings, guys, 
peaking right in the career, good clubhouse, all of it. I mean, you, you've gone through down that road. You know what's what when it comes to is this going to work or isn't this going to work, right? Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, on that subject, what, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the whole Arcia? Oh, Harper? oh, is that all right? Hey, listen, listen, let's do it. Let's do it. This might be the first thing we disagree on ever. Okay. Okay, yeah, because I've been thinking about you ever since the comment happened. I'm like, I want to hear Bradford's yeah. take on that. So that's I, you. I, I'm going to preface this. It's just me. <laughs> what, what do you say? That's me? Well, I'm just saying that's your world, right? You could see oh, that yeah. we're, you know, the media side of it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, the first thing I thought of was I needed the context. So I, that's an important part of this is that I needed the context of the environment, you know, because I do think that being in clubhouses, you know, there are times where, hey, if, if a guy is, you see a conversation and you sort of overhear that conversation and like, like I know that that's not happening, right? That's their conversation. Now that doesn't what that does, this isn't what that sounds like. And, and I would just say this, Nick. Um, I think that if someone comes in yelling what he did, uh, nine and a half times out of 10, when you're painting a picture in, in that world, it's going to usually be written about. This wasn't like the sanctity of the clubhouse sort of thing. I don't, I don't think. Um, and I'll give you an example. So look at the celebration, the Philly celebration. They're like, you know, after praise, whatever. Like everyone's yelling all kinds of stuff. It's all over Twitter. It's all over social media. That's it is what it is. Um, right. So I understand, like, if you take like player from the player's point of view, the safety and the security of a clubhouse. I get that. I totally get that. And yeah. I, I and I don't like. I don't like when they see somebody having a conversation and they're writing down that without asking. But I think in to answer your question, I think in this case, it's two different things. I think it's just two different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to be smarter than to poke the bear, right? Like you don't, Bryce Harper is a bear that you just don't poke. And, no. and unfortunately, unfortunately for the, for the, you know, Arcia, I know I'm sure Arcia is a great teammate, you can see his teammates sticking up for him, so I'm sure he's an amazing teammate. And it's it's just crazy that they did poke that bear. And wow, but, well, but that but to be all, through all of this, Nick, through all of this, this was the most amazing thing. As I tweeted, Harper doesn't get a chance to stare him down unless he hits the home run. He can't stare him down from the dugout. Right. You know, he can stare him down from first base, but who like who really cares? But only if he hits a home run. And by the way, he hit two just to. Yeah. Just, I mean, this is this is the other part about this, which is crazy to me. And I don't blame I, – I certainly don't blame the Phillies like for saying, hey, like, screw you because you talk crap about us, whatever. I mean, it, it might not even come out in the, in the, in the press. I mean, then maybe they overhear something. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure that you've been on teams where, hey, they, you hear they said this about us. I don't know if you have, but – yeah, I mean, I, I have one that really carried us through the playoffs, and that was Niger Morgan for Milwaukee back in 2011. And I can't even remember the comments, but it literally poked the entire team. 
And we kind of just took off from there. It was like, I think it was towards the end of regular season. He just said something about us and they were way better than us. Like they were just, they were definitely way better than us. I think they won the division by like 10 games. And, but there was one comment he made that just kind of woke up Chris Carpenter and Albert Pujols and Matt Holiday and myself and all these veteran players, Yachty, like we're like talking about this Niger Morgan comment. And we kind of just ran with it. So, so I do understand like the Braves side of it. Like they're smart enough. They're, you know, one of the best teams in, in baseball. They're smart enough not to poke the bear, but, and it, and it still happened. So I understand both sides. Was it Niger Morgan? Was that, so was that like an on the record, like in a story sort of conversation or was it just like on the side? I mean, you're talking 12 years ago, Bradford. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. It, it was either on the record or off all the right. record. Well, you got, you got, you got wind of it. So, all right. So, so talk to me about that. Like, tell me about it. Like, like I said what I said. Like, you're from the player's point of view. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a sanctuary. But if you're if you're running around the clubhouse chanting something, you know, you know there's press around. I mean, it's the playoffs. There's way more press than you've ever seen. And especially in Philadelphia, Boston, or New York, you know there's a ton of press just around. And, you know, it is what it is. It's fun for the fans. I know that. Well, okay. So speaking of which, I want to ask you this. You know the Phillies fans. Like they've, they're, you know, it's, it's a great fan base. It's great to yep. be at those games and everything else. So you have the image of one of the images from the, the, the final game against the Braves is Arcia turning in the dugout, looking back at the fans and talking to the fans. You have Acuna doing the same. Like how have you ever been in a fan base where that you have you've had players sort of get wrapped up in what's going on behind the dugout? Like that doesn't seem like a healthy. Thing. <laughs> no, I mean it, and you know what? They're 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 not they're youngish players, right? Arcia and 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 Acuna, they're youngish players. You're gonna have to get thick skin when you go to Philadelphia, Boston, New York, and it's a playoff scenario. You have to know that's coming. They're going to say horrible things about your wife and your kids and your mom. Like it's just part of going to into that realm, right? That the 26 man in those cities is so intense. You can't pay attention to it or it will wrap you up. Have you ever had like a, had to really fend off vicious fans? I mean, to me, you just smile. Like you, when you hear it, you just smile at them. It's literally the worst thing you can do. It almost looks like you don't care, right? So when they say <laughs> nasty, when they say really nasty things to me, you just kind of smile and it kind of goes away. Because if you don't smile or you don't, if you do pay attention, it's just going to get worse, and they're just yeah. going to keep piling on. So to go back to the Phillies, you have the fan base, you have the club out, you're watching them, you know. You, I mean, you, you've been in the middle of stuff in Philadelphia and you've been in the middle of stuff in postseason runs. You see them, it's like they're using motivations. <laughs> you know, they're they're pushing, like, they're they're checking off all the boxes. You know, they are. It's, it seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, they they are dangerous, man. It, it's, it's crazy to think that one of my favorite postseason baseball players of the last five years, five years is probably Schwarber at the top of that lineup and he hasn't done anything yet. If you don't think he's going to come out and do something in this next series, you're crazy. He's, he's built for the playoffs and he hasn't done anything. And then you got Weaver, Nola, Harper's hot. 
I mean, it's it's <laughs> going to be a really fun series. And and you know what? That Diamondbacks team, yeah, don't sleep on them. They are fun to watch, and they play the game hard. They play the game right. Oh, uh, listen, we'll never sleep on the Fighting Lavellos. Are you kidding me? Let's go. I mean, yeah. it's there. It's but it's it's the biggest thing, and this is interesting as you're saying there because I obviously the Marlins. And I don't know if you've talked to Skip about it, but that it was what the what the Diamondbacks have to do is not. I'm not saying this in a derogatory way the the Marlins, but the Marlins got in there first time playoffs in that crowd. That mm-hmm. is even. I mean, we saw it with the Braves. The Braves have been there before, and they get in that middle of that environment. This for the Diamondbacks. This isn't going to be the Dodger Stadium. I mean, you played at Dodger Stadium too. This isn't going to be that. It's going to be a totally different thing, right? Yep. Yeah, it is. It it is a totally different thing. Yes, they played at Dodger Stadium. Unbelievable fan base, but it's kind of in your division. It's on the West Coast. The the whole country is not paying attention because you're West Coast baseball. Everybody's asleep. You know, the game starts then. So. Yeah, they played in some intense games, but did nothing like the one they're going to face on Sunday night baseball. Sunday night prime time, I can't wait. Oh, no, it's Monday. Monday. Monday, Monday. Monday night prime. Better. You're going to better. Hey, NFL, better. hey, NFL, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> like the So what, what, in your, during your, what's your most memorable? We have these moments of where we see, this is one of the Citizens Bank Park things, right? Where turn down the sound, look at the crowd, Stott hits the grand slam, Harper hits the home run, this and that. For you, what was like the moment? What was the, where did the Nick Punto heart rate reach its pinnacle in the postseason? That that moment so where you're far. coming out of your skin? Oh, probably Early on, that Bryson Stott Grand Slam, like, it was just cool to see that. Like, No, I mean, for you. For you. Oh, oh for me personally? Yeah. Where you're uh, like, I can't believe I'm here and this is happening. But, and I'm not talking about clinching something. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was uh, 2011 and World Series. We are down by – that game is so long. Game six of the World Series. It's like five-and-a-half-hour game. But anyways – Tony LaRussa comes up to me. I'm kind of the veteran on the bench at the time. He walks up to me. He says, hey, if this doesn't go our way, make sure you're out here to come thank the fans, get all the players to come out here and thank the fans. Like this is during game six of the World Series. Really? And it's like almost almost the manager doesn't believe we can come back <laughs> at this point. So I'm like, oh, like just that that comment was like, oh, my gosh, this stinks. And then, of course, David Freeze comes up with that that – triple off the wall and we tie the game and then go on to win the game. Unbelievable. That was, that was it for me because I was already like, (laughs) I can't believe like Tony thinks of everything. Like (laughs) what is happening? All right. So another thing, this, this is a very important thing. I think we did this with Gomes, which was like the anatomy of a, of a clinching celebration. The anatomy of a clinching celebration. I, I think that you were pretty good at it. I'm not, you know, I think that yeah. you were pretty good at it. Um, the first off is that what is, for you, what is protocol when you go through this? Um, protocol for me is I got to make sure that none of my players get hurt. Like, so I'm like, 
super careful in the dog pile. I don't want anybody twisting ankles because without those guys, Nick Punto couldn't be a World Series champ. So I'm like protecting those guys a little bit. You just want to get off the field into the clubhouse as soon as you can. Um, I was a big no goggles guy. Oh, you know, feel the burn. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Like, yeah, you deserve it. <laughs> feel it. You know, maybe after a little while, if the party keeps going and you're still playing with champagne and beer and all that, maybe you put them on later. But I want you the initial celebration. I want no goggles in the room and I want everybody to feel it. That is awesome. The So you've been through a few of them. And, and this is a w- weird thing, right? People don't understand how long and how hard it is to get to that point. And that's why you celebrate playoff bursts. And that's why you celebrate first rounds. And that's why you celebrate the next round. I mean, can you explain that where – well, you, hey, you just did this this beer champagne celebration a couple of days ago. Why are you doing it again? Because it's hard. Yeah. You know? That's exactly right. It was uh, – Jim Tomey actually told me that. I remember in 2009 with the Minnesota Twins – um, we kind of clinched super early and it was a, when we, when we actually clinched, meaning we clinched early in the season, but the night we clinched, it was like extra innings. It was like going into the one o'clock hour and all us veterans are just like, oh my gosh, like I want to go home, go to bed. <laughs> right. Like, cause we already knew we were going to the playoffs cause how, how ahead we were. Right. And and Tommy says, you know what? We we have to man up and just do it because there's somebody in this room that hasn't done it yet, and we can't cheat them. We're doing it for them. And that meant a lot. I just got goosebumps. And that meant a lot. Like, And I, I took that with me from that year on. Like, no, you, you got to man up and do it for the guy who hasn't done it or for maybe it's our last time doing it. Can you, could, it- can, can you look around the room and see guys who especially haven't gone through it and be like, oh, like absolutely that's, that's where it absolutely heads, right? and that's what gives you the inspiration right at one o'clock in the morning on a tuesday night and we have to play the next day <laughs> the inspiration is looking across the room and seeing that guy that's just like he's got green in his eyes and he can't wait to pop <laughs> bottles and that's what gives you the inspiration <laughs> so so, so gobes had the story of almost killing someone in the showers with a uh um fire hydrant or not fire hydrant Fire extinguisher, oh. so which doesn't seem like a wise move in helium. Oh. <laughs> um, I I can tell this story now because because the Dodgers are out of it, and I don't know if Joe's coming back on, but Joe Joe Kelly told me he's like he was saying in the podcast we were doing after they they clinched the division, and he was standing on the side. He's like, uh, my arm was hurting, so I went back into the back room, put my shirt under some hot water and put it back because, <laughs> cause I just like, I was exhausted. Like I didn't, didn't want to get killed. I'm like, which is a veteran move, right? You're like, Hey, look, I'm already wet. Like what's going on. So <laughs> I don't know if you got any good stories, like, like anyone just going off the rails or you getting someone or anything like that. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the smartest thing that my teammates ever did to me is like my celebratory ways, like say we're, we've, we clinched, we've already done the party. Maybe we're on the team bus. The shredder might come out and just start shredding people's dress shirts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so one of my teammates, uh, Kyle Loesch 
you know, he would unbutton his shirt like all the way to the floor just so like as I walked by him on the bus, like I would realize, oh, I already shredded him, shredded him, shredded him. Like especially if it's a late one and you're, you know, maybe you're on a five-hour, six-hour flight. (laughs) That's the veteran play. Just take the shirt, unbutton it, and then I'll think I already got you. (laughs) By the way, by the way, if if I do nothing, you know, I know they have this song, Dancing on Our Own, and, and they have, you know, the Arcea motivation. This has to come back to Philadelphia for the last couple of rounds. Or not come back, but be immersed from St. Louis, Boston. The shredding, the shredder. You have to, you have to stand. <clears throat> I'm going to fly you to Philadelphia and to stand on top of the Liberty Bell or whatever they do into this bank and just be like, let's go. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Maybe I'll call Middleton and tell him he needs that. Oh, yeah. Well, or he could do it himself. That's an old That would be awesome. I'm going to tell him to do that for sure. Oh, all right. All right. Middleton would do it, too. He is awesome. You see him the other day? Yeah. He jumps on the dugout and starts throwing baseballs at all the fans. Yeah. I was, I was in the, I was, I just met him like at the clubhouse and, and he's in the middle of it, man. Like that's what you want, the owner. You're like, this is so cool. And, and I want, I want to say to him, I said, what, what other existence in life? You know, you were successful in business and everything. Do you get a chance to do this? And I want every owner to understand that. Every owner understand that. Yeah, you okay. You know what? You might lose some money, but who cares? It's life. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, um, all right. Last yep. thing. Last thing, I, I I know you're gonna go. I need your picks. All right, ready? Are you ready? Feel I'm ready? In? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna start with the American League. Uh the Astros are the favorite favorites over the Rangers. They're minus one forty eight. Rangers are plus one twenty six. Who do you got? How many games? Oh gosh, this is like this is an absolute war. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with. My MVP will be Evaldi and the Ooh. Texas. Yeah, okay. it, Texas Rangers are going to uh, they're going to beat them in seven. But that's only be, that's only if you can pitch around Jordan and don't let Bregman get hot. This could be an absolute war, but I, I I'm going to go with my boy Corey Seager having a great. He, he's going to get pitched too because the guy behind him is is absolutely on fire right now. What's that kid's name? Uh, for uh, uh, just in my mind for for Texas, the kid uh, Jordan, right Jordan, Jordan Montgomery. Oh no, no. the pitcher, the left-handed hitter behind Seager. Oh oh, uh, J- uh, Josh Young. Um, Young's uh, a stud too. Uh, uh, I feel bad. This kid oh, needs some love. He's absolutely crushing. Adolis. Wow, is he good too? Though yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just a war. Like, look at those two teams. I mean, I mean they, the the Rangers are hitting crap out of the ball, and they are pitching just enough. And by the way, like we had on Brock Holt the other day, like just to like give the hey, this 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 poor one out for Nathan Avaldi because we talked about this before. It's like it, when you get a stud pitcher, man. When you know the pitcher is going to win, like Chris uh, Carpenter, you know, like. Yeah. It's the offense can now just go and just freewheel it. Like it, it is so huge to know you have a horse out there. Yeah. All right. So you pick the Rangers at seven. All right. You're, I know you're going to pick in this, but we'll do it anyway. Phillies minus one sixty six. Diamondbacks plus one forty. How many games? 
How many games are you picking the Phillies? Phillies, yeah, Phillies in six. I think the Snakes are gonna they're they're not gonna be afraid. They're gonna come and they're gonna they're gonna find a way to win a game maybe in Philadelphia, and they'll win one in uh, win one one in Arizona. Okay, now World Series, you have the Phillies and the Rangers. Yeah, All I picked right. that last week. I picked you, Phillies Rangers with you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. So um here we go. Phillies over the Rangers plus five fifty. Uh Rangers over the Phillies, the same. So anyway, who do you got? This that's a good uh, that's a fun series. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, the, the 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 rest of the playoffs is intense and I can't wait to watch it all. Um I'm gonna go Philadelphia. In who has home field advantage? Uh, I think the Phillies do. No, I gotta check. Yeah, I should. Know is, that. It, is it? Is it? It's still to to do with the All Star game. That's how. No, no, that was. Oh, that was. Awful. Now it's record, right? That was we, awful. We stopped doing that. We stopped doing that. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Phillies in seven. Okay. I'm just looking at a uh, better regular season record, so um, I'll have to check on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not prepared. Um, all right. So, and the last thing is, you, you. So, you said Phillies in what six or seven? Seven. We'll go seven. Yeah. All right. World Series MVP. World you want series. to know the favorites? Harper plus eight fifty. Al, well, Alvarez isn't it? So, other guys that would be in it. Harper, Seeger plus thirteen hundred, uh, Trey Turner plus eighteen hundred. I like that. Uh, Cassianos plus eighteen hundred, Schwarber plus twenty two hundred. Oh, I know Evan Gar- Evan Carter, Evan Carter, Evan Carter. Yeah, Evan Carter. are you kidding me with him? Yeah. yeah. No, they're like they're like we can't pitch to Corey Seager. We'll try this kid, and he's absolutely lightning. Yeah, up. yeah, he's a stud. Yeah. Uh, so who do you got? So if you have Phillies are winning, who do you got for the MVP? I'm going. Uh, I'm going big game Schwarber. I'm just, <laughs> I am. I absolutely love him. His teammates love him. He, he is just awesome, man. Schwarber, good luck, bro. Yeah. All right. Let it be said. Let it be done. You came through again, man. You offer right, the perspective buddy. that nobody else can. Thanks. You bet, man. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.